Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. How much better does it get? Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever your audience is tuning in, your podcast will be there. Fourth, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Look at us. We have less than 100 listeners per episode, yet we still make money on ads. Granted, it's not a lot, but we still make money. And finally, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's anchor, the thing you throw off your boat, .fm to get started. to another edition of the jamie sports news podcast just a couple of guys talking sports one is a bandwagon seahawks fan one of them is a diehard lions fan true and true from the start of the uh start of the nfl existence so yeah i guess you can tell which one's which because one's always pretty happy on when it's monday and the other one wants to jump into traffic lions on a bye week man i think it uh that's kind of what they needed to turn things around they're one three schedule gets easier and uh, I think they've got a chance here to win out, get in at 13-3, probably one seed, maybe the two. And uh, from there, you know, find a way to win the Super Bowl. Next year, you sort of reload, win it again, reload again, you get three in a row, and then from there, just kind of figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. A friend of mine was talking to me. He goes, bro, I think after this bye week, the Seahawks defense is going to turn it around. They're going to be really good. And I just – I was like, D- for the last five, six years – I've been saying that about the offensive line every year. I'm like, after the bye week, this offensive line, they're going to they're gonna come together as one unit, and they're going to be good. And, like, finally we have a good offensive line, and the defense is trash. And then he's now the reverse of me, and he's like, this defense after the bye week, there's something about the bye week. They're going to come together. They're going to get done with injuries, and they're just, they're just going to be one of the best in the league. And it's like, I don't I, – the Seahawks are a good team this season, but um, I don't see them – I see them going like 13 and three. Just like the Lions. That's crazy. I guess they'll tie for first then. Yeah. And I wonder who gets the buy in that. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that that goes. No, but I love that in, in sports in general. I think I do it a little bit too, where like a team has a bye week and I'm like, whoa, bye week. But it's like, I feel like in college, it might have a little more value because you can like really prep for a team, if especially if it's a good coach. If you give me like Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney, like those guys off a of bye week, Nick Saban, like I like that team. Yeah, I think I think when you're coming off of a bye week, it's more about like the game plan for the game. Yeah. Not like yeah, the team like coming together. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not like this one gaping problem in this entire team is going to be fixed in the right. bye week. Like the, if your offensive line is bad before the bye, it's going to be bad after the bye. You might yeah. have a great game plan that game after the bye and you like you might look good, but the the personnel is still bad. Yeah, that, that uh, checks out. I agree. But you know what? 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 What isn't? I, I can't prep. Damn, I can't segue this. 
I was going to make a joke about not opening the playbook into the last game of the season. Classic JMU. Donnie Kirkpatrick was holding out for a while with that secret playoff playbook, man. Uh, he it. never opened it. <laughs> he never opened it. Maybe at ECU. <laughs> hey, they won last week, man. Big win for them. Big win. You were all, oh, Houston's done. Well, he just completely turned them around. <laughs> playoff conversation. Who'd they play, USF? Yep, Brian Shore. A lot of people are saying he could be a head coaching candidate soon. Me. It's mostly me. <laughs> and I just said it the first time on this podcast. All right, you want to get going with the lightning round? Yeah, it's lightning round. All right, yeah, we have to uh, be faster this time. Lightning so, round. A sloth lightning round. You want to start or you want me to start? You start, actually. All right. Here we are starting things off. Better defense, SEC or Big 12? Who has oh, like yeah. the – Chase Chase Kitty tweeted this, and he's a West Virginia fan, and so I understand his Big 12 love. But I don't know. I think the SEC still has the better defense, even though the stats might say otherwise. Well, yeah. I would. I think the Big 12 has better defenses. You look at the bottom of the SEC, there are some really, really subpar defenses there. You look at the bottom of the Big 12 – yeah, but it's like similar. Like it's way more similar than people think. So I'll take the Big 12 just because I, I know you're going to take someone else. Oklahoma State's playing some solid defense right now. Kansas State, they do some good stuff. Iowa State, not a bad defensive team. You know, you got some teams out there that can that can play a little bit of defense. Kansas, if they could just get the right personnel moving forward. After the bye week. After <laughs> you give Kansas a bye and they will turn this thing around. The SEC, though, Alabama looked like trash on defense the other day although i will say like i think the best defense in the sec is better than the best defense in the big 12 i think you can make a case that like georgia is pretty darn good on defense um and after that though i don't is anyone else good on defense i think sec just like from top to bottom is kind of like serviceable on defense this season i don't I, Vanderbilt doesn't look serviceable to me right now. LSU stinks. Okay, LSU and Bo Pelini is showing why he got fired from – well, he didn't get fired. He left Young. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is giving up an average of 50 points a game through three weeks. All right, maybe you're right. No, but I do think – I just watching some of these Big 12 games, man, they can't tackle. And, like, I know the SEC, like, is giving up a lot of points – Mainly, I'm just going with, like, SEC. Like, I have the feeling they're going to come together and be good at some point. But, I mean, LSU kind of sucks. Um, they're the first They're the first national champion the next year to be unranked since. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. I, I heard it last night, and I just completely forgot. Sounds like Agamestan. I'll trust it. I'll trust it. But they look terrible. Mississippi State is bad. They're kind of bad offensively, though. Have they done anything since the LSU game? I know they only scored two points. They didn't even score an offensive point. But like, they haven't done much of anything. They have. I think they've thrown eleven interceptions this season, which leads the country. Remember right. when we? Remember when the nation was like KJ Costello, a Heisman front runner? <laughs> they everyone, everybody, King from Miami who's Heisman candidate going into the Clemson game, and then they watch him play Clemson. And they're like, never mind. He's the only starting, and you can fact check me on this, but I don't think you will, and I don't think any of our listeners will. Are you just making stuff up? It sounds like you're just making stuff up. This yeah, time. I'm just talking. No, Derek <laughs> King, his first season at Houston was like a return man, and like just, they just got him on the field any way they could because he's so athletic. And I think he's one of the only QBs in the nation to have a kick return touchdown. 
I think that's correct. I, I think I heard that on ESPN Daily. It also, Damn it. It also <laughs> we're sourcing from the same material. They did. They yeah. Well, that was hilarious with them. ESPN Daily. Do they have a curse? There's a question. They did. Uh, Derek King Heisman contender, which I think they just wanted to share that story, which yeah. was a fantastic story, uh, more so than hyping him up as an actual Heisman candidate. But that was sort of a, a nice headline, I guess, to draw you in. Uh, but then they did one on if the Bills are Super Bowl contenders before the Bills-Titans game, and that aged poorly. So they're like <laughs> over two in their last couple here. I hadn't even watched – man, this lightning round's off to a really slow start. I hadn't actually, like, watched a real Bills game all season. And then I listened to this podcast. I'm like, wow, they sound like a really good team. And then I couldn't really watch the game last night as I was working. Um, I just looked at the final at the end, and I'm like, oh – Derrick Henry, like, destroyed them single-handedly. And Ryan Tannehill, like, are the Titans good or are the Bills just on the same – like, are the are the Bills just not contenders? Yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, and credit to the Titans for battling through the adversity they created for themselves by uh, being horrible at managing the virus. Anyway. I like how Lady Taylor Lewan, like, flipped the bird to the media. Like, you, you guys put all this adversity on. And no, no, you tested positive <laughs> and then had unsanctioned workouts while half your team was positive. Uh, all right, you want to get to the next question? Yeah, yeah. Do we have a consensus on that one? You think SEC, I think Big 12? Yeah, but I also think they're both just bad. And I yeah, kind of just basic. like, if you put me, if you put an SEC team against a Big 12 team and you said a defense has to make the stop, which defense are you picking? Depends on the team. I'm I'm just saying, like in general, like the oh, conference. like it's a coin flip and it's randomized. I get one of the defenses. Yeah, <laughs> probably the SEC. But that's that's based mostly off of like previous bias. They're definitely bad at defense this year. I think the entire nation is okay. Your next question. I, although I have been very impressed with the Big Ten, which has not given up a point yet this fall. All right. So my next question is: Notre Dame is Notre Dame for real this season? They look decent through three games they had a really long layoff before playing Florida State but do you think they have any chance of uh competing with Clemson and no. actually being a good team no well I mean they're going to be a good team but like if they ever face off is Clemson on their schedule yes I believe so okay I mean they're going to probably 99% sure they're going to lose to Clemson Notre Dame's a really good team and we kind of see this every year it's kind of different since they're in the ACC this season and they're not like an independent but it seems like every year when they're an independent they lose one game or they go undefeated they get into the college football playoffs and they just get obliterated in the first game in the college football playoffs or whatever bowl game they made before the cfp um i think we kind of change it now because they're in the acc and they're playing like acc competition but let's not fool ourselves the acc is not that great of a conference either so like Maybe if they were independent, they'd have a better schedule because this strength of schedule is not good. Florida State is not a good team this season. The ACC outside of Clemson and maybe Miami on a good week, like, are your two best well, teams. And that's not the audio. For, for their podcast listeners, I just gave, I gave Bennett a look and shook my head. I'm not sold on the Tar Heels. Next, you're going to try and tell me the Syracuse Orange are a good football team. The Tar Heels are much better than Miami. What about Boston College? Are they up there too? They're yeah, upset Boston, alerts. Boston College is an elite football team, just like Pitt. <laughs> but Notre Dame's schedule the next three weeks: they go Louisville, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, and then Clemson. So they're gonna go into that game with a ton of hype, without having beaten really anyone. So it's yeah, I think they'll struggle once they play an actual team. Then they play North Carolina down the road. I think Notre Dame's the third best team 
in the conference. And I think that they potentially, they got three in a row, maybe they get a rhythm going, can keep it close. I don't know if Clemson is as, as great as previous seasons, but they're still, still definitely a, a different level for them. Okay, so then that leads me perfectly into this next question. How good is Clemson? They're, I mean, they're good, right? They're Clemson. All right, thanks. Thanks for that insightful. I mean, Mr. ACC reporter. Clemson's good. I mean. Well, the, their schedule sucks. Like, their schedule's terrible. They haven't really played anyone. Uh, UVA looked terrible last week, so that's not much of a win. They played Wake Forest in the Citadel. Uh, they played Miami at home. Miami's not that good. You're going to say something about the Citadel. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> fear the FCS Georgia Tech although they they did a great job in that triple option triple option game that must have the score looks just disgusting I had to, to watch every minute of that game <laughs> my god but I no, did take Citadel plus 31 though and that was the lock of the day for me their schedule is terrible dude they go Georgia Tech this week then they play Syracuse Boston College then they go at Notre Dame at Florida State hit at Virginia Tech. So they really have two games in there at Notre Dame and at Virginia Tech. It could be somewhat interesting. Um, but then you've got a Virginia Tech team that has to do that. And then the next week, I believe they play UVA. So they're going to have just a lot going on, maybe a little distracted. I don't know. They have two chances to lose <laughs> unless somebody pulls a crazy upset. I think they're really good, but I think like a, a team like Georgia um, could give them some trouble, I think, in the playoff or an, or an Ohio State caliber team the big 10 team i forgot that they're coming back yeah i mean and like you said earlier the big 10 hasn't allowed a single point this season and i think i think clemson would kind of struggle against a defense that stout um no i think clemson's a national title contender i think they'll make it to the national title um i think they might even they'll probably go in as a one or two seed just the way their schedule is they're not going to lose in the regular season um and trevor lawrence is darn good and I think Clemson is the class of the ACC, and I don't think a single game in the ACC, Clemson will look beatable. I think I think they're just going to plow through everyone, and then their first test will be against a Big Ten or SEC game here in the college football playoffs. But the Pac-12, too. Don't forget about the Pac-12. Don't forget about the Pac-12, which I don't think has any good teams. Maybe Oregon. Washington? Come on. Yeah. UW? I don't think Washington is any good. Give me Oregon. Oregon State. Cow. USC. I do like Alabama's offense, so they could be interesting too. I think, yeah, but I don't like Alabama's defense. I think it would be fun to watch in the playoffs, Clemson, because I don't, I don't know how much they'll really be tested by the ACC. I think Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, maybe get North Carolina in the conference title game. I think those three could be semi-interesting, but probably not losing maybe. I don't know. They also might not be surprised. Like, I think they're somewhat beatable if you're a top caliber team. But I also, like, if I had to put money on one team right now to win the national championship, I'd put money on Clemson. Yeah, I think that's a safe futures bet. All right, your next question. Let's let's keep this thing rolling. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We have Georgia, Alabama this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we do. So, who you got? At Tuscaloosa. Give me Kirby Smart and the dogs. Like Good defense, um, serviceable offense. I think they've outscored their opponents like 55 to three in the second half. Something crazy, or in the last two games, or have they only played two games? They played three, they're three now. The SEC confuses me, man, because like half the whatever. Yeah, I think Georgia goes in and wins. I think their defense comes up big, and I think Stetson Bennett 
doesn't make any big mistakes. She's a really good game manager. I think they come away with a two-touchdown lead, two-touchdown lead. Better than a game manager, man. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. (laughs) I love Georgia. I think they're really good. I think they're solid. You look at Stetson Bennett, an elite game manager who may translate to a Heisman Trophy winner if the pieces align, the (laughs) falls his way. You're funny. He's a good player. They've got some good players, some good receivers. Defense is really good. They played three respectable teams, and they've won all three games. Yeah. Arkansas is a better team than we thought, too. Yes. They beat Auburn handily. They beat Tennessee with ease, even though Dom was was telling us multiple times that Tennessee was going to be in that game. Nobody. I mean, he's not wrong. For the first 30 minutes of that game, they were in it. But the problem is that they had to come back out for the second 30 minutes, and that's when they absolutely got mollywopped. Georgia is due. They've done a really good job of, like, hanging in there with Alabama and getting up on them at times. They can never seem to finish the deal. So I'm going to say this year they actually do it. I also think it helps that you don't have a capacity crowd on the road. Yeah, and I also think seeing what Ole Miss, despite the loss, what Ole Miss did to Alabama, like Alabama's defense, it, it's there for the taking. So it's just kind of like it's going to be a game of defense, in my opinion. And Georgia is probably the best defense in the country. So I'm, I, I like my choices with that. I'm taking them. Um, I wonder what the spread is on that one. Let me double check that. Bama's favored by a few. I saw a stat the other day, though, that Bama – uh, when they're favored by, I forget what the exact spread was. They're they're struggling though. Um, it was like they're favored by like less than a touchdown. Is that right? Why can't I find this game? Oh, it's Saturday night, right? Yeah. Damn, Georgia plus six and a half. Give me that. Give me that. It was something like that where they're if like Alabama's like a touchdown or less favorite. They're like one and seven against the spread in their last eight games and three and five overall. Damn. So I actually like it's a small trend, but I kind of like, uh, I could be wrong on that step, but it was something similar to that. So I kind of like Georgia. Yeah. Georgia plus six and a half, the lock of the day on Saturday, hammer it. Hammer. I would put, I mean, I even go money line and just outright winner. They're at plus 175 yeah. on DraftKings. I would risk your financial security and that of your family for the potential winnings. <laughs> Yeah, last time you told me that, it was Navy. All right. Oh, I've given you plenty of locks since then. (laughs) Yeah, the lock of uh, P.J. Tucker was a good night. Um, All right. Is Sam Ellinger going to have success at the NFL level? No. (laughs) Is he even an NFL prospect? Right? I thought he was like a top 10 prospect at one point. Top 10 prospect? Sam Ellinger? What year is he? A junior? I don't like him at all. Well, he's not – I mean, he's not bad. Like, I think their team kind of stinks, but I don't – he's not showing me anything that I would think on him being, like, a really good NFL prospect. What? (laughs) I don't like him as an NFL prospect at all. He's a senior. He's a senior. I just don't think he's – I mean, he's been really good. Like, his stats are great, and he does some good things. But you watch him, like, against the best defenses. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay cool. let's go to nfl mocks on fan cited what kind of prospect is because because i didn't think we we're going to be so off on this i think he's going to be a successful like late first round qb well i mean he might get drafted well no of course he's going to get drafted but <laughs> i don't think he's that good. wasn't my question like my question <laughs> was do you think he's going to be a top five quarterback no, no no is he going to be successful at the nfl level 
No, I don't think so. Like a top end starter? No. I don't love me Sam Ellinger. I like like that offensive scheme and he goes up against Big 12 defenses, but he hasn't, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan. All right, let's just look at way too early mock drafts. You're not gonna have one that has him in a top like first round. Why are we so off on this? Do people think he's a first round pick? I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's not in the first round. So you don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback? Regardless? No, I mean, admittedly, I don't watch much Sam Ellinger, but uh, I'm just going to say no. I have not seen anything <laughs> from him that I would that I would bank on him. He seems like someone that people are like, ooh, Texas in strong arm. He's going to work, and then he just doesn't. He, uh, I don't know. I get Justin Herbert vibes from him. Justin Herbert's good, though. Yeah. I get here. Here's a better comparison. I get Josh Rosen vibes from him. Josh Rosen. <laughs> so do you? Well, I don't <laughs> Josh Rosen was never given a chance to succeed in the NFL. He's bad. He also, I would say, he's a little more like um, Herbert because he can run. Yeah. Josh Rosen like has the speed of like a wounded gazelle. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him moving anywhere. Uh, okay. <laughs> Last question for you. Okay. Let's see. I was going to talk about Sam Howell's NFL prospects, but I might just hold on to that one. He's also not a first-round prospect. He is going to be a first-round prospect. Okay, if Sam Allen – okay, we won't get into this debate. We'll get into this debate later on in this season. Superstar. Um, Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Porno. Favored this week against Syracuse on the road. Do you think Liberty can go undefeated? No. Okay. (laughs) Why not? What are they in the Sun Belt? Uh, Conference USA, I think. They're in CUSA? No, they're an independent. They're an independent? Yeah, remember they're like paying their um, ability to play because they're like, nobody wants them and they stink. Um, No, I don't see Liberty going undefeated. Um, Why is that? Because I hate Liberty. Um, (laughs) I will say that on record. No, uh, I think they're going to lose this weekend. That's why. I think Syracuse is a sneaky, okay team. No, Syracuse, um, <laughs> Syracuse is terrible. <laughs> but I, I like Syracuse to defend home field, home turf. Would no, it change I, your mind if I told you that their starting quarterback is out for the season? Danny DeVito? Huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. Danny DeVito. Isn't that his name? Danny DeVito is the small man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, no, no. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy DeVito is the starting quarterback. <laughs> oh my that keep that in there. My goodness. Oh, that is definitely <laughs> gonna be a pull quote for the Danny Twitter. DeVito rolls out for them, dude. They are taking a fat L. <laughs> no, but their their new quarterback is um a cancer survivor. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. I don't think that says anything about his like quarterback. Good for him. Uh, happy for him. No, I think Syracuse <laughs> is going to win this week uh, against Liberty, and so therefore Liberty isn't going to go undefeated. Yeah. 
Um, I also just think Liberty's going to slip up at one point. Like, I don't think they're they're not an undefeated caliber of a team. Yeah, they're also yeah. sneaky undefeated at this point in the season. I feel like. Yeah, I try to sneak. I try to sort of bait you into saying yes. They also play Virginia Tech and NC State on the road, which they'll probably be like four touchdown underdogs. <laughs> so they're almost certain to lose at least two games <laughs> this year. But the hey, four and zero for them, pretty. I mean, a few years back, Vad Lee had them in the ropes in the playoffs. That that Everett Withers era in the playoffs was just so stupid. Yeah, they lost some games. Should have won. Okay, do you have any other questions? Do you have any JMU-centered questions? We didn't really have any FCS or JMU ones. They released the basketball conference schedule. They're going to be playing doubleheader games Saturday, Sunday, same team, same arena. What are your thoughts on that? So, like, two games a day? Two games a weekend. So, you play, like, Northeastern at home on Saturday. You play Northeastern again at home on Sunday so that they just stay for travel reasons. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant, like, they play doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, holy sh... No, the women's team is doing the same thing. So, they'll, like... But in the opposite place. So, it's like if JMU's playing Charleston at home and men's basketball, the women's team will play playing Charleston Saturday, Sunday on the road. Um, We talked a little bit about this before the podcast. And at the time, it didn't really make sense. But now you explaining it to me like that, I think it makes perfect sense. I don't – why do they have to play the opposite? Like, why does the women's team have to go on the road? Give me all the doubleheader home, which probably isn't as safe, I guess. I don't know. But the women will be home. Couldn't they travel together? Or is that like that's bad because then you've got two people in the same bus? I guess that doesn't make sense. Well, you already have everyone on the bus, so why not just put everyone on the same bus? Or no, like I don't know if you want. Do you want the women's team with the men's team on a bus? Probably not. Why? Because it's like, what if one of them gets it? Then you've got an increased chance of spread. I'm I, saying, from a fan's perspective, I wish I could watch. Yeah, but you're not going to be there. Like, you're not going to be in the arena. So, like, it'll be the same as you kind of having a double header on your couch at home because it doesn't matter right yeah because you're saying you're streaming it regardless on flow sports flow hoops i gotta re-up my flow subscription well, it's a bargain dude you're only, only spending 600 dollars a month for choppy stream but i kind of i think that sets up well for jamie men's basketball back-to-back games get a rhythm get a flow bring it all together how we talk every year about a bye week how we talk about a bye week will bring the team together. They have a bye week every week. Because they only play on the weekends. What is how is Byington handle bye week? His name is Bye. So you know how every year I go into the JMU men's basketball season with abundance of like hope and optimism, and I think they're gonna win the CAA. Last year you weren't as optimistic. This year I'm not optimistic at all. Really? What about the waivers? Joel Mensa, who I think got one. I can't remember. He did, right? He did. Um, I have, I wish I had high hopes, but I mean, there's nothing to make me have high hopes. I think they're going to win the league, especially you get a packed arena every every day. Because like November 4th, the virus goes away from what I've heard (laughs) on Twitter. So that is huge for the Dukes, if that's true. (laughs) Can you imagine? The liberal media would just shut up. They'd be able to play with that. Uh... Also, shout out to Dan Mullen. What a week for Dan. What do you do? Well, on Saturday after they lost, he was like, would have helped. We had a full crowd. And then he said he wanted 90,000 people 
to go to the swamp this weekend, and, and now the game is postponed because they have an outbreak. <laughs> in their what a what a smart man. <sighs> and with all of that, I think this lightning round went a lot better than last week. I think three questions each is the um, is the prime. And as Bennett, uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. <laughs> as Bennett flies into the camera um, for his big eyes, very close to the camera. <laughs> I'm Jack Fitzpatrick. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next week for the little bit. See you next week for the lightning round. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.